Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tuesday, June 6th. I hope that uh, you had a great day yesterday as we started out the second week of June. Uh, the markets, uh, you know, they're doing okay. They're kind of mixed bag this morning as we get ready to talk about those and other things coming up here in just a few moments. But uh, with that being said, uh, remember, there's only one thing that any of us can control within our portfolio, and that's how much risk do you have. And most of the folks I sit down with don't realize how much risk they really have or they don't have. It can be dangerous either way. Give us a call and let's see what your risk looks like. 863-382-0037. And with that, uh, we'll get ready to talk to Dave. Uh, 0.7 Light FM calling is there. Morning, Dave is here. We're at 839 now. It's uh, 21 before 9. As we always do this time of the morning, we check in on your money and see what's going on with your IRA and your 401k on Wall Street. If you weren't able to find out there, well, there was an Internet outage this morning, which you've probably been hearing about on the news, but it affected a whole lot of companies. We're back online, and we're online with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services. Philip, good morning, and how are you this fine, bright day? Good morning. Hey, doing well today. I hope you are as, uh, uh, also. And it's, uh, hey, you know, yesterday was uh, not, a, not a crazy, crazy day, but, hey, it was a day, right? It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't exactly one of the ones you want to model the rest of the marketplace on, but 126 down on the Dow, three down on the S&P, and 67 up on the NASDAQ. It was, I hate to say it, but almost routine, wasn't it? It really seems to be getting that way as we continue to, you know, to have mixed days. It doesn't seem like, um, for the most part, we're seeing more mixed days and everybody going in the same direction. Absolutely. I kind of was surprised by NASDAQ going up because I was kind of tracking interest rates because one of my tip sheets had talked about how the interest rates were trending up. Not very much, but generally you go up a basis point or two on the federal interest, on the federal bond yields and NASDAQ goes AP. It was kind of the opposite effect yesterday, 67 points up on NASDAQ. Everybody else was off by a little bit. I kind of wonder if that had something to do with uh, China putting out their GDP numbers. They were evidently positive because among other places that have ridden up on that, Tesla's finally recovering after kind of a rough week on their stock. And they're giving credit to that for being the uh, recovery in the Chinese economy. They had a little pause for a month or two there. Gotcha. So, you know, and that's, and, and that's, uh, and that makes it kind of interesting, you know, when China reports, it's always, uh, an eye-opening experience, but we're still seeing we're still seeing this morning, Dave. The uh, the Nasdaq continues to outperform the rest of the indexes this morning. Which really, I mean, given the fact that it, it was more of a bloodbath for Nasdaq stocks than it was on the other indexes, I guess a little bit more robust recovery probably would make sense as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. You know, because it has gotten beat up a little bit more than some of the other. Um, indexes have so that would make a little bit of sense it would a little bit not a lot of really hardcore news in terms of macroeconomic junk out of the government absolutely nothing today to speak of so i started following through to see what was moving and what was interesting and uh, it seems the reddit brigade is out again with the meme stocks our old friend gamestop was up by 38 percent yesterday and the other one that they're lumping into that pile uh, AMC Cinemas also was up 12.7%. Some of my tip sheets are calling that a meme stock right now being driven by the Reddit brigade, but 
uh, you know, we had a $50 million box office for the number one movie over the weekend. I kind of wonder if a company that's been hammered that badly over the last year or so just isn't experiencing a recovery because suddenly they got some product to sell. You know, it'd be nice to think that, but but I'm afraid that I think the Reddit Brigade is probably more instrumental in pushing that stock up than the box office hits that they put in in place. Uh, I, I did see a little bit of a blurb that a lot of execs at AMC are uh, selling some stock right now. I wouldn't blame them, really. I mean, with a little bit of an uptick in the stock price, then the, things are not out of the woods for the movie industry yet by any measure during the uh, pandemic. The big, uh, re- the big movie releases, they discovered they could do eh, okay putting them out on pay-per-view, and that kind of eliminates the exclusive for the big screen movie theaters. So AMC is able to open up again. They've got some decent movies out there, but they're by no means out of the woods yet, and we may very well have seen our last $200 million opening weekend for a blockbuster movie. Well, yeah, because they, they figured out new channels, right? And the more channels you have, the, less, the more opportunity people have not to have to come to the theater to uh, to watch that that opening night of, of the premiere oh yeah just to ask your uh, average vhf tv station just how much fragmentation of a market can do to them remember when we only had three channels we could watch how many yeah, you got on your I, table now 180 uh, i i do remember that there are probably uh, some people out there listening that don't remember that though dave uh, nope, I'm I'm old enough to I remember where we only had we only had one TV station when we bought our first TV back in back in North Dakota. Uh, you got some interesting stuff out this morning, I know, in terms of tidbits on the market. We do, we do. We've got uh, you know. Let's start with just one of the things that everybody's been talking about taxes, right? And so one of the things Biden's pushing for is a global minimum corporate tax rate. Um, He's lowered that from 21 to 15 percent just to be able to get more traction from other countries. Um, And so we'll see how that works out. That will be a long process. But one thing that I think will benefit us here because of that is that because the process is so long and drawn out, Congress here in the United States is not going to act on any corporate tax increases until this worldwide minimum corporate tax is put into place. So it's going to be interesting to follow that and to see how that turns out. Honest to God, I still, uh, we were talking about that before we went on the air this morning. I I kind of see the possibility of having the United States pressure other countries into a, a minimum corporate tax rate. Chances of that, I kind of put between slim and none. I mean, I've been wrong before, but I don't think I am this time. Well, I, I, I don't know that... Um, I don't know enough to really say which way it should go or shouldn't go, um, but but I think that it is an interesting perspective as we become more of a worldwide economy and a and and more worldwide existence based on our economy. So it, it does give me some concern. I will say that. Yeah, I don't, I don't even look at it on the basis of a value judgment. Should or you know should not. Just uh, I just trying to imagine one country convincing other countries how to do their tax policy in order to benefit the country that's getting scrawed by it, meaning us. I just it's it's kind of hard for me to imagine other countries going along with that notion. Well, uh, you know, it, it'll come down to dollars, right? As long as uh, yep. the other country can see that they might get more dollars than they're getting today, that will perk them up. Yeah, you got a point there. A few uh, reports still out as the stragglers come in from earnings season, I gather. 
We do have some coming in. So a, a popular name that you see on, I mean, you see it on TV, you see it on Facebook ads, Stitch Fix. Mm -hmm. It's a subscription apparel company. And, uh, and so they lost 18 cents a share, which doesn't sound good, but that's a lot better than the 27 cents a share they were expected to lose. Uh, revenue was above expectations. Um, so they, they did well there. They issued an upbeat forecast, uh, looking for 20% plus growth compared to a year ago. And so they are a big benefactor this morning. Their stocks are up 11.3% um, right now. Wowzers. That might be another one of those business models that benefited and grabbed a foothold during the pandemic. Stitch Fix uh, takes your sizes and measurements and then sends you five or six outfits to look at. You send the ones back you don't like and buy the ones you do. It's all home delivery. It's all on the Internet. And you actually get a fashion advisor to help keep you trendy, too. I kind of shrugged it off before the pandemic, but it started sounding inviting once all the stores closed down on us. It did. And, and so we're seeing more of those home delivery services like that. And, and they did get some footholds during COVID, which is which is benefiting them now as they continue to grow their their user base. And mm -hmm. then we had uh, Thor Industries. Uh, that's a recreational vehicle maker. They, they make RVs and campers and that kind of stuff. You know, those guys have had a really good quarter. Um, they uh, they beat on both bottom and top line uh, for the last quarter, which was their third quarter. Um, sales more than doubled compared to a year ago. How would you right. like those numbers? Yeah. Um, and they don't see any sign of things slowing down, Dave. So uh, they're up today a little over 4%. I, the, the guidance actually surprises me on that more than anything else. At some point in time, you'd expect the market would be saturated. Yeah, you, you would. You would expect. And I know there's sometimes there's a waiting line now for if you want a specific type of model. Um so it's going to be interesting to see how much longer they benefit from this. Mm -hmm. The um, let's see, where's the next one? I have I have Marvel Technology, which is not the cartoon characters. It's Gosh. it's the chip the chip maker the chip maker. They make those little computer chips. <clears throat> so they had a really good quarter as well. Uh, they beat on on both top and bottom line. This is their first quarter. Um, they uh, and and so. Get this, Dave. They expect for the first time that this current quarter they will surpass a billion dollars in sales from a company that we had never heard of before. Yeah, yeah, they're up <laughs> about uh, about six percent right now. They don't happen to make chips for cars, do they? Uh, you know, I don't know which um, which segment they're actually in. It'd be nice if they did. I was kind of wondering where the uh, you know where, which segment of the chip manufacturing industry was actually starting to ship some product for a change. That would be a um, that would be a good thing for the automotive industry, wouldn't it? Boy, sure would. I, I I was flippantly saying to somebody the other day that when they do finally get those chips in, there's going to be a glut of cars on the market. That, that's right. There there will be, and there'll be some good deals to be had. I I would think anyway. I suspect. Anything else that you saw on the earnings reports? I got one more. I got right. Vail Resorts, the ski resort uh, company. They beat by 18 cents a share, came in at like $6.72. Revenue, top forecast. They had some incredible numbers, Dave. Their um, their passes, their, their seasonal passes were up 50% by units and up 33% by dollar volume. Um, compared to not just last year, that wouldn't be a fair comparison, 
but compared to pre-pandemic numbers of 2019. Um, so, so some good signs there for them. They haven't traded yet this morning, but they closed yesterday up about a quarter of a percent. Wow. The luxury resorts amaze me. I mean, you go do a vacation in Vail, you can't buy a hamburger for under $10. So that's an indication of at least the luxury end of the economy did just fine this season. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. But Dave, I, I hate to tell you, but it's almost like you can't buy hamburger anywhere for less than ten dollars anymore. Uh, okay, twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Overpriced burgers in Vail. Resetting the table this morning. It was an off day for the blue chips yesterday, an up day for the more adventurous Nasdaq stocks. Forty-five minutes before we opened this morning, Philip, what are we looking at? Hey, we do have still a, a mixed bag on the index front. Uh, the Dow is basically flat. I mean, it's down $9 right now. Uh, the S&P 500 is up a little less than two-tenths of a percent. That's a little less than $8. And the NASDAQ is up a half a percent, uh, a little over $70. So things looking good on that front. The commodities, we've got a bunch of red, Dave. Uh, silver is down 1.3%. Gold's down a third of a percent. Crude oil is is down uh, about a little over a half a percent to $68.86. We got to like that. I don't know about you, but fuel cost, I was fortunate. I got fuel yesterday at $2.74. I noticed this morning most of the places are at two ninety five. Boy, am I glad I filled up over the weekend. <laughs> it does make a difference. Uh, overseas markets, Chinese and uh, Asian markets in general are off by not much, but there was a negative tinge to their marketplace. Uh, Europe is about the opposite direction by about the same amount. Nothing really exciting, but it's all green ink over in Europe halfway through their trading day. Uh, the advice needed to be able to make sure a retirement happens sometimes needs to come from neutral eyes help control the risk and uh, maximize the opportunities. How do I find you to get that advice, Philip? Dave, it's a great opportunity to get an independent view of your current portfolio, somebody that's not controlled by any of the corporate banks. And that's a great time to find out how much risk you have in your current portfolio. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Check out our website at statlerfinancial.com and then join us this weekend. For the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730. And back here tomorrow morning with all the news that's fit to talk about and a little it isn't right here on Light. Philip, thank you so much. We'll catch you tomorrow morning, all right? All right, man. You have a great day. Do appreciate you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Wait and see. You know, when you can't predict the future, that can be a good strategy. But wait and see isn't always a good strategy when it comes to your retirement. In these uncertain times, the decisions you make today regarding your savings and investments can have a huge impact on your retirement. Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial have seen the market at its highs, its lows, and everywhere in between. They know how emotional it can be for you right now. So here's what they're doing. They're clearing their schedule to talk with you on the phone or on a video call to listen to what concerns you have and then offer help. The number to call is 863-285-3815. They are local and independent advisors who can help guide you through this. Call Philip Statler and the Statler Financial Team now. 863-285-3815 and schedule your time for a phone or a video meeting with the team. Call 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. 
Investment advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc. Investing involves risk, including the potential